Warning. The Reddit Asks Us podcast contains explicit material and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. <laughs> welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. Uh, I'm here uh, with my sister, Elena, today. We're hello, back hello. in the studio. Um, and before we head in right into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure you leave a rating for the podcast and also leave a review. Uh, it really, really helps us out if you can leave that review. I, I barely, I just saw you melding my words <laughs> at the end there. Um, so the question that we have right off the bat for today um, well, and we're going to, I think we're going to try and get two questions answered during this, uh, during this segment. So, um, this one comes from ask women and it's, how do you handle, uh, cutting toxic people out of your life? And then afterwards, did you ever start realizing how toxic they were to you, um, after that relationship has, has ended? And I think like, the reason why I think uh, like I just this question stood out to me was that, I mean, I think the biggest problem or one of the biggest problems with toxicity is that you don't really notice that you're in it until it's over. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you you have a hard time realizing and recognizing what you're what uh, what you're in is toxic until until that time is over and you're and it's past. Mm -hmm. And then you can actually kind of see it with a clear I think that mind. really um stands especially i mean in friendships too but i think that really really stands in romantic relationships oh yeah where you i don't know it's kind of hard to explain like not that the person doesn't check all your boxes but maybe you're thinking there's one thing that is overpowering all those negative things that you're thinking I'm going to stay with this person because of this. Oh, for like, sure. For because sure. I feel secure because they make me feel good. And everyone else around you is like, why are you with this person? And you're not, you just don't see clearly. Right. Right. Until after. And it's like, holy shit, why did I let them treat me like that? You know, I deserve way better. It is. It's like, there's something to be said for, for how, how much like a good relationship with somebody can cloud your judgment of like what is toxic and what is like not not toxic about the relationship because i mean let's be real like not every toxic relationship is toxic all the time right you know what i mean like that's what makes people sometimes stay in those in those relationships is um is the good parts about those relationships that are that make them able to you know want to stay in them but i mean i think maybe we should talk about first first of all, like how, how, like it, how you recognize toxicity and like, what are some of the telltale signs? And at least for me, I think like one of the biggest telltale signs of codependent or sorry, is uh, of toxicity is codependency. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I, one of the easiest definitions is like somebody's like, um, flaws feed into one another. So you can't function without them because where you're lacking uh, they are taking over, but it's not taking over in a way where they're encouraging you. It's taking over where it's like they control that part of your life because yeah, you, you don't I was have gonna the tools say, to do it. I was going to say the next part is kind of controlling. And I think there's a difference between um, controlling and um, being independent and like powerful in your independence. Like personally... I have just 
based off of experience, realized that I cannot be with someone who is as powerful and independent as I am because that tends to clash where you're like competing okay explain for like if there is someone like I'll, I'll just say romantically first that in like using the word power I feel kind of has a negative connotation but I can't think of another word to describe it like who has the power in the relationship like who like well let's just like let's just say this for example like maybe maybe um maybe power is not the best word but like for example in when we were growing up ever all decisions go through our mom like right. she's so the leader of the household in terms of that like i know a lot of friends of mine and everything in their house goes through their dad and oh, okay. and, and like everything everything in their household is like got to ask dad they go to their mom it's you got to ask dad okay so this is interesting because yeah, we've seen it with mom. And I think maybe that's where I get that is that ultimately, like I had a conversation with a friend this morning. I understand compromise. I think it's extremely important, but I enjoy having the power. You know, like maybe that okay. sounds bad. No, but like, it's no. And that's, I like that's being a, that's able a... to make the end all be all decision. And I that's a common thing. I don't think like I don't necessarily like maybe because power seems like a negative term. Yeah. But and I don't really think it's a negative. It's a negative term at all. You're drinking out of that mug right now. And I'm thinking like I think it would be a good idea to get Reddit asks us podcast mugs. Oh, my gosh. I totally. think that would be fun. Like just a white mug with like that or, or maybe an all orange mug of like the orange mm. that I color my stuff. Sorry, guys, for the tangent there. But I just <laughs> my sister's drinking out of this coffee mug and I'm thinking to myself, why don't I have mugs for this show? I feel like you can definitely custom design mugs. Um, but anyways. Uh, Coming summer of 2021. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Got to so get them. Got to get the merch. Yeah. So, yeah, you were saying. I um, So I guess, yeah, I and for somebody else, they might want that power. So being friends with someone or being in a relationship with someone who mm. also wants that power, it's like. It's like clashing. It, it's, it, it's yeah, not, I can see how that Yeah, was. it's like constantly butting heads. It just doesn't work. And I think where it gets dangerous is if that person can be manipulative. Well, and that that's exactly right. Because then there's a difference between like, there's uh, a difference between somebody being the dominant person in the relationship and then somebody being subordinate. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it, like if I'm in a relationship with somebody, no one's subordinate to the other person mm -mm. because you're not, you're not under that person's authority. Right. No. It's like, that's, that's yeah, another, it's not an authoritative or it's, it's not about authority. Right. And like, that's a, that's a, like another really good point about toxicity as well Is like, look at your relationship and ask yourself, like is there is there a sense of authority is there a sense of like punishment if something goes wrong from your partner right like is there a mm -hmm. sense and then like you said like there's a difference between a dominance and a, like in a relationship because one person takes the lead you know mm -hmm. um and i feel like yeah as long as as long as it's not like controlling and manipulative like you said mm -hmm. then then that's more of a um what's what's the word the opposite it's uh of it's not subordinate but um submissive submissive yeah okay. one one person is dominant one person is submissive, submissive right yeah and so um in like and i see when i think about that for myself 
I'm very confused because there are things that I want to be dominant about, yeah. but then there are also things that I want to be submissive about. And I think that's good. I think then if you are with someone who kind of has those same things, like I was talking to a friend today, I think that um, people who are very different, that can be a good thing. People, it, whether that's romantically or in a friendship, I think it's when you're different in different spots. So if you're different in like decision-making um, style, yeah, or I'm probably not making any sense. This is, I'm just thinking about it in my head, but if let's say if you, okay, you're with a partner, mm. one person makes all like the home, the life choices yeah. and the other person makes the, um, the fun, the travel, all those kinds of choices. Okay. That works well because yeah. one person is... It's like responsibilities and sharing the responsibilities. Exactly. Yeah. So one person is makes the decisions for all of these things. One person makes the decision for all these things. And it works that way. Um, and what I've been learning about myself in the as I get older is I really, really need to work on a balance of the dominance kind of thing because in the past it was always like my way or the highway like I'm not going to mm. um compromise this is the way I want it done and if it doesn't get done this way Were there then th I'm not happy <laughs> are there things that like that stick out to you as it like examples of things that you wanted done like like was it like a certain schedule that you wanted to keep on a road trip or like are there certain things that you maybe um where that matters to you more, the my way or the highway kind of stuff? Because I, like not everything for you is my way or the highway. Some things for you are, are well, we'll see. Yeah, I think that's where I'm growing is because it used to be literally everything. Like, And like you've noticed that in your past relationships as well? Yeah, and as I've gotten older, I'm like, what about I'm, your relationships with friends? Because, like, I mean, let's not even limit this to, like, relationships. Like, I mean, as in romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. We can also talk about, you know, tox toxic, toxic, toxic friend, friend relationships. Yeah, toxic friendships. Okay, we'll talk about that in one second. Um, so, yeah, I, as I've gotten older, I've realized that in order to make things work, and for both parties to be happy, it's not going to always be my way or the highway. And I have to accept that. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of it for that. Well, like the, I mean, maybe there is some sort of toxic kind of behavior when it comes to ha always having the stronghold in the relationship and always having the decision making. I mean, let's, when we, when we talk about like what toxic is, I mean, toxic is different to everybody. You know what I mean? See, like, I think this is difficult because I think when people think toxic, they think like abusive, abuse, manipulation. No, that's controlling. not controlling. Yeah. See, I think it can be. I agree with you. Like, I think it can be kind of disguised. And I also think that toxic doesn't necessarily need to be so bad and abusive. I think, yeah, I think that sometimes people aren't just meant people aren't meant to stay friends yeah, forever yeah. people aren't meant to be in, in each other's lives together, forever for sure and also some personalities just don't match and maybe i think that's just the word like maybe it's not necessarily that they're toxic yeah, yeah. but they maybe just don't together you guys don't work and that creates don't unhappiness you don't complement each other yeah and i think one of the things in friendships 
maybe one of the signs is, of that is jealousy. Oh, if you're yeah. co- if you're constantly yeah. feeling like you're competing with your friend or you kind of always want to one up them or you're jealous of the things that they do, their accomplishments. Um, and in return, also, you kind of feel that maybe they're jealous of you. I don't think that that's healthy. Or you feel like they are not necessarily as supportive as you would like. Right. I also think and that that's I hard. mean, the second half of this question as well um, was the how have you like recognized the toxicity over time? Mm-hmm. And I think like like the the saying goes, it's hindsight is is 100 percent 2020. Like you can only really have the clearest view of the relationship that you're in when you're not in it anymore because you're not 100%. focused on the immediate. You're focused on the past and it's more about reflection mm-hmm. than it is about what do I do in this moment? Yeah. Right. So like you said, like the we can a, a lot of times get caught up in the in the now and in what if I lose this now, you know, and then you think about the future and you think about I'm going to be devastated by this at this point in time. I'm going to be feeling crappy about this at this later date. Mm-hmm. And instead it's like what what exactly do you need right now? What is important How is this for you? serving you? Yeah. And what's it providing to you that you aren't getting? from somewhere else or yourself. And and that's actually a really good point too, is like, I think a lot of times people enter into toxic relationships when they are lacking something within themselves that they're only going to find within themselves. And then, so like we said, that other person might see an advantage in that and then take a, take advantage of that quality of somebody. Like for example, like say if, say if someone has a very hard time just being, alone and content Mm -hmm. right but with themselves somebody might come in and say i'm gonna be with this person all the time 100 percent, so they are not gonna spend any time with anybody else Mm -hmm. i'm gonna you know pressure them into hanging out with me and say you know if you don't hang out with me who else who else do you have you know uh you always i had a friend in high school and she was in a relationship with someone and maybe it wasn't intentional but they were always together and um it was tough for me and our friend group because you feel like you've kind of lost that friend right like I think in a relationship too it's really really important to be balanced on for sure your personal life your intimate relationship life and then also your friend life yeah not making sure that they're kind of all balanced in the way that you want. Like, I feel like obviously you're going to spend more time with your partner. Sure. But making time for your friendships is also really important. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, you know, your friends can definitely feel like you're neglecting them. And let's face it, friendships are relationships, mm-hmm. right? And it's like maintaining those friendships is is important and showing those people that you care about them and that you're willing to be there for them. And when they, when they need you, that's extremely, extremely important. And of course, should be prioritized just as any other relationship. And I feel like maybe that's one thing that if you get into a relationship that you really like or uh, a relationship that's very... Uh, attractive to you you often sometimes can forget about the other relationships that are in your life and And i think that's that at least for me in my experience that's normal at the beginning to yeah yeah to somewhat neglect your friendships like you're getting to know someone and and you you want to spend a a lot of time yeah you want to spend a lot of time with them 
Um, I also something that I've been learning as I've been getting older and I never, um, really found the importance of this concept or really understood it, but the importance of boundaries. Oh, I, that's another thing about toxic relationships too, is that they violate your boundaries. Uh, like sometimes mm -hmm. in certain toxic relationships is, is the violation of boundaries and it, it's the consistent violation of boundaries and right? I, after you've made it clear. Right. I personally feel or know that I have a hard time speaking up about what my boundaries are. I am not good at standing up for myself at all. And that's definitely something that I need to improve on. But like identifying and making my boundaries clear is difficult. But then again, at the same time, when people cross those boundaries, it's on me because I haven't stated it. But I am really finding the importance of boundaries. And I am an extrovert, but I'm really noticing that spending time alone is also really, really important for me because mm. I tend to be around people all the time and um, I'm, I really easily pick up people's energies. And so I often notice at the end of the day that I'm either really drained or I'm irritated because I've been just around so many people mm -hmm. and I'm picking up on all that. And yeah, I'm really noticing that it's important for me to kind of say, no, actually, I, I can't be around anyone right now or I actually don't want to right. be around anyone. True. Uh, that, uh, a thing that I think is also difficult with with COVID is that, um, you know, a lot of us are forced to spend time with people. Like, for example, like for, for a lot of the time, you know, you're spending time at home. So it really is hard to get away from people you know because you mm -hmm. come home and your parents are here i'm here and then you i also think relationships change when um like i just know for our relationship it was different and i thought it was better when we weren't living together oh for sure like you just i don't know i just felt like and i feel like you feel the same way oh no 100 percent. living with someone changes things living with a friend changes things mm -hmm. and <laughs> i don't know i just think some relationships are better when you don't live together <laughs> no that's it's it's true it's having and that's a, not a bad a thing no it's not it's, it's not absolutely a negative thing either no 100 percent agree it's 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 knowing and some people some people are better to live with than others and some people aren't and that's that's just the way that life goes right that's the way that relationships the re relationships form and the way that relationships I have sustainability. Right. Um, okay, we're going to switch it up. All right, so we're switching it up. Uh, another question. So uh, this one comes from No Stupid Questions. Does anyone else wake up from a dream and you still, you know you're awake, uh, but the dream is still going on in your head, but it's slowly fading away, and you can see the dream while knowing you're awake and the dream gets more and more blurry? It's kind of like that in-between dream state. So... I don't know if I've ever actually, I mean, I have experienced that when I wake up and I'm like, shit, I haven't finished the dream. I got to know what happens. Oh man, I hate that. And then I try and get back into the dream. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's actually, I've actually been dreaming and it, and it has worked. It has oh, it worked ha where I've like resumed my position and I I'm know like, it's like pausing yeah, a movie. let's go. <laughs> um, some things I wrote down here, um, cause I, when I thought of that question, I didn't, nothing really came to mind based on that question just because I, I haven't really experienced that a lot. But some of the other things were I uh, wanted to know how you dream. 
So do you watch yourself? Like, are you kind of like a floating thing and you're watching your dream happen? Or are you in it? It's different for me a lot of times. I think it's a mixture of both. I like, at least for me when I'm dreaming, like I, I sometimes am like bird's eye view mm-hmm. of watching myself. And then like, for example, the dream that I had last night, um, I was, it was me. I was there. I was in first person, first person, uh, view of my, of my experiences and of my body. Uh, yeah, sorry. But, uh, it is a mixture of both. I'd have to say if I had to pick one though, I'd probably be more so bird's eye view than I would be first person. Mm-hmm. I think more often I experience dreams in the, in the third person than I do in the, uh, in the first. Yeah. Sometimes it almost feels like, like, when you're dreaming in the third person, you know it's you, but it's not like you know it's you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like you know who that is and you know that it's you, but at the same time, you're also like, you don't have any control over that person almost. You're almost no. watching what yourself is doing. Yes, for sure. Um, and I agree with you. I kind of have both. Like sometimes I switch. Um, yeah. Like sometimes I'm bird's eye view, sometimes I'm in the dream. Um, another thing that's so interesting to me about dreams is... The concept of while the dream is happening and things to you 100% make sense. Like when a person <laughs> is two yeah. people. No kidding. But they, it makes sense that they're, they're like that. Like when things are so fucked up, but in the dream, it totally makes sense. And then you wake up and you're trying to explain it. And it, you like, can't even find the words. Why was my best friend Captain Hook? Like why? Because you're like, it, it doesn't even make sense. Like I, I physically can't explain this dream. Because I don't know what the words are to explain it, but in the dream it made sense. No, a hundred percent. I know that. I know that exact feeling. It's like it is. It is a little bit um, confusing, uh, to, like when you have that that feeling. Because it's more. I feel like dreams have a lot more to do with energy, and and like how you feel than like what you're actually seeing. Because uh, dreams won't always make a lot of sense. But I think it's because you feel so. At least with at least with the majority of the mu- dreams that I have, I feel very much safe. Mm-hmm. I like I have a overwhelming feeling of when I'm when I'm in a dream, I'm feeling at bliss. I'm feeling okay. I'm not feeling like there's anything to worry about. I have never <clears> thought <throat> about that. I have never thought about emotions in a dream. Really? Do you not experience the emotions in a dream? Or I don't know if I ever have. Like I can't remember myself in a dream feeling anxious feeling worried feeling Mm. sad the only time i feel those things is when i wake up like sometimes i'll have i call them residual dreams but what's wait what's the difference though what's the difference between between feeling those emotions after is it because of because of the dream you feel the emotions or you recognize you felt those emotions in the dream no it's because of the dream like sometimes i will wake up and i will be so it's a, sometimes an emotion I can't even describe. Sometimes it's really sad. Like I just get in this kind of slump and sometimes it lasts hours and I just can't get rid of, of it. Because of a dream? Because of a dream. Wow. Yep. Wow. I feel like that happens to me more. Sometimes with- I wake up really anxious. Like that tends to happen um, when I dream about real life. Like I, I have dreams that are kind of like m- movies or stories that don't, have anything to do with my life and they're just willy-nilly random but I also dream a lot about real life a lot like mm. if something happens in my life I can almost guarantee I'll dream about it that night 
Really? I that is so different for me. I almost never dream about experiences that I that I have. I wow. feel like a lot of my dreams are very much at least to me, they seem random. Like they just seem all over the place. I and I've never actually like I've always heard about people doing dream journals and like keeping track of like what their dreams are. I keep track in my phone and then I also um right after I wake up, I will video myself telling the dream because I want to mm. remember it exactly how it was. And sometimes Do you have like a folder for that on your like iPhone camera roll is like dream. I should I should make a folder, but <laughs> right now they're just random videos. But um because every time I didn't used to do this and every time I'd wake up in the middle of the night from a dream, I'd tell myself, okay, that dream was super fucked up and like, I'll definitely remember it. Like I will for sure remember this in the morning and then I'll wake up and I will have no idea what Wait, the dream was. in your dream, you'll say I'll remember this? No, no, no. This? I'll wake up from the dream at like 3 a.m. Oh, okay. And I won't, I'll just be like, okay, hey, I'll remember this in the morning. So like I'm too tired to write it down. But then I wake up in the morning and I do not remember it. And then I kick myself because I wish that I would have remembered it. Or I wish that I wrote it down. Oh, 100%. Um, there's I, just one I more thing. I feel like I've experienced that too. Like the the feeling that... Every, everybody definitely has exper experienced that feeling of anger of not being able to remember a dream and not being able to describe the dream. And you know what's weird is that it, like part a part of that experience is like in the dream it makes sense but when you're trying to describe it you get confused in your head because you're like wait you get the details mixed up like mm -hmm. does that does that even make any sense am i sure that it happened like that am i sure that that person was there or this was happening at that moment because now like i'm sure maybe that happened in my dream but now that i'm talking about it and saying it out loud i'm not sure that it did right because everything is just so there's so many variables with a dream, right? There's two things I wanted to mention. One was about the... Um, actually, I'll mention this other thing first because I know I, will, I won't remember it. Um, people. I will sometimes have dreams about... like. Often my dreams have people in them that I know. I might have never even spoke... I might have never spoken to them, but I know of them. Sometimes they're in my dreams. But I've heard that thing of like every person who's in your dream you have met before or like walked by or seen. Whoa. And I don't know if that's true or not. And it's interesting because if that is true, it's just an odd concept. And if it's not true, it's like my mind is creating this individual that does not exist. Yeah. You know what's It's because weird. I've because had dreams where I, I don't like, let's say I'm in school. I, and I don't know who the teacher is. I literally feel like I've never met this mm -hmm. person. Like, I don't recognize them at all. So I'm like, did my mind just create this human being? Well, it, that's actually an interesting point because, it, like, the the human mind is often compared to a computer, right? And if you if you input a bunch of faces into a computer, it can, it can like, combine those faces together. Right. And make it... Make, somebody who looks like everyone but no one right because yes. it's a combination of all the faces yeah i wonder if your mind does that subconsciously i wonder if it's your mind can to. like combine faces and combine energies you know you felt this energy around this person but like you like i think you mentioned this before you felt the energy that it was someone but they had somebody else's face right so you like recognize them as someone yeah different than who they outwardly presented themselves as in the dream and like maybe the your mind can do that as well but it's it's an interesting thought i'll have to ask somebody uh who might know like what um it, like what the 
if your brain does do that, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, create new faces and uh, potentially even, oh, like, and even places too. Like, what about all the places that yeah. you go in your dreams? Like, where does, where does yeah, all does that, that stuff place come exist? from? Yeah. And sometimes in my dream, I know the place. I'm like, oh, I am in my house in Lanigan or mm. I am in I just those because I've had a dream like that. Like, and I've also had such weird dreams where I'm in a location and then I'm also like in another location. That, that might not make sense. Like, well, I had this dream not that long ago and I was in a house, but like half the house was normal house and then half the ha house was like a street and then an like another group of houses but it was all in one house i don't know sometimes it doesn't make sense the other what thing i wanted to talk about what was the heck? real life so i'll dream about real life and this is just a dream i had a while ago i had a dream okay so this i needed to do this i was planning on going to the gym at like 5 30 and uh it was a class so i couldn't miss it like I'd this already signed dream. up for it. No, is, this is real life. Oh, this is real life. And I was planning on having a nap before I went. And I tend to dream way more vividly in naps than I do at night. Like mm. I can remember my dreams after a nap. So anyways, I go down for this nap and this is now the dream. So I'm now dreaming that I am going to go to the gym at 530 and I do want to oh, have a nap wow. before I go to the gym. But I decide to do an edible before my nap. All right. So this is in a dream. This is not real life. <laughs> so I do the edible. I go nap. <laughs> I wake up and I have missed the gym. I, I've, so it's wait, past you go to sleep in the dream. Yes. And you wake up in, in the, the dream. dream. This is inception, man. Layers on layers. And here. I've now missed going to the gym. And I wake up and I'm fucked out of my mind like i cannot oh, no. function and i was like i have errands to run like i have shit to do <laughs> oh i had all these places to go oh and so God. i'm like i gotta go i get in my car and i'm just I, I felt like i was driving a race car like i was smashing into things and like the scene from uh wolf of wall street have you ever seen wolf of wall street i have but i don't remember that it's scene. like it's like okay so he's on the phone um in the hotel in the hotel lobby and he's talking to his lawyer and he's like he's like don't talk on the phone then he starts like oh. like drooping his voice and then he climbs down the stairs gets into his car and he's like the way that he remembers it he's driving fine but then he wakes up and and then his car is like totally damaged yes. and it shows the scene where he's like driving back and he's like barely holds onto mm. the wheel and he's crashing everywhere it's like that's kind of how it was so i was literally crashing into everything I then at the end of the dream, what happened is I was at this intersection and this car on the other side got rear ended and pushed into the middle of the intersection. There was all these people. And then all of a sudden people started bringing out guns and there was a shooting. Whoa, holy crap. And I was like, jeez, oh, zero to a hundred in the dream. I was like, I can't function right now. Like I'm so high. I don't know what's going on. And this dude behind me, he's like, man up. And I look at him and I'm like, dude, I'm so fucked right now. I don't know what's going on. And then I woke up and I was like, holy shit. And I was so anxious because I was like, I've missed the gym and I'm high. And then I was oh, like, wait, you wait. woke up in real life. Sorry. Then I woke up in real life. 
And I was so anxious. But in the dream, I wasn't like scared of the guns. I wasn't anxious that I was high. I was just living. I was just doing the motions. And then the residual is when I wake up and I'm like, you're like just ducking your head like, oh, my God, somebody's got a gun. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. It was just interesting. The. uh it's weird. Like, where does this stuff fucking come from? Like, I don't know. Like, where does this? How? Like, Do we have what does time to mention sense? one more thing? Yes, but I just wanted to mention another okay, one thing. Okay, you go. You go. Uh, it's not like it's not like we're really limited by that amount of time. Like, yes, we do have time to mention more stuff. Okay. Um, I did have a dream last night. You know what? This was. I was actually really pleasantly surprised by this dream that I had yesterday, um, or last night to this morning, and um, it, I had one of those like you're kind of awake you're like fading out of your out of your dream but you're like awake so you kind of know you're in a dream it's not like you can control your dream it's it's not like a lucid dream but you just know you're dreaming but at the same time your dream is still happening but you're also in the process of waking up mm-hmm. and um i re- all i remember was like looking out at um like it's when i used to live in toronto um it was like I was looking out at the skyline of Toronto, but I was like in a house. I was like in a very small house looking out from like a top window. And all I can just remember feeling, I just, I don't really remember what I was thinking, but I was feeling just this overwhelming sense of like, I'm so happy I'm here. This is just like so amazing. Like, I can't believe I'm looking out at this, this beautiful skyline. I'm in this room. Like, I, I just can't believe I'm here. I'm so happy. And I woke up this morning and I was so happy. Wow. I, and I felt it. I look at, I could literally feel like I, like, joy rushing yeah, through your veins. No, like <laughs> I legitimately, if you were to measure the amount of dopamine that was in my brain this morning. Wow. I guarantee you it would have been left over from residual of that dream. Wow. Like I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Like I, I felt just this morning I woke up and I was like, I feel amazing. Like I just feel so So this is interesting. I've never, I never thought of this before is that in your dream, your dream version is thinking. Yeah. I've never thought of that before. Like for me? No, like just well but you and me i'm like i've never thought about my your dream dream self self. thinking thinking thoughts thinking thoughts because my my brain is thinking of my dream brain i don't know it's freaked up i feel (laughs) i feel like most of my dream thoughts are very like reactionary they're not so much original as they are like reacting to stimulus like like i remember this is a dream okay guys this is a dream i had a dream where i was killing someone and th- don't worry, guys. It's not a re- reoccurring dream. I don't often dream about uh, killing people. Okay, we have so many things to talk about. Okay, hold on. I gotta. I okay. You go. Sorry. Well, just just I remember thinking in this dream, I I knew it was wrong, and I and I was very confused at why I was doing this, and I didn't want to do it. And then I was like, but it all felt more like I couldn't stop myself. You know, like I couldn't think rationally. I was more, it felt like I was more reacting to what I was doing in my own head. You know what I mean? It felt like it was more of like, um, like watching a, like watching a train hit something, you know, or watching a car hit a deer Mm -hmm. or something. It's like you, you're, you can't do anything about it. You're sitting there watching it and you're feeling the emotions of why is this happening this is negative i don't like this this is bad yeah. and i just remembered that was like my feeling of of my uh 
of my dream and, and how I think in my dreams is more like on a reactionary basis rather than it is on like a, um, uh, uh, original thought basis. Right. Um, so I'll mention, I just have a dream that I want to bring up quick. I had this dream a while ago. I think I told you about this where, um, I was meeting this guy for a date and we were make, we were meeting at Costco and (laughs) this guy I went to high school with who was in grade 12 when I was in grade nine. Um, I was babysitting him and (laughs) (laughs) his version, like that version of himself in the dream when I was babysitting him was two. He was two years old. (laughs) Like I bring him to Costco and he's jumping on the carts and I'm like, Billy, we don't jump on the carts. It's rude. (laughs) And I knew that it was him who was like 24, but in the dream, it was was two. He was two. (laughs) So weird. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about is dying in your dream. I Mm. have experienced, I mean, people always say you can't actually die in your dreams, but I had one dream where I swear to God, I died. Like I was drowning and this guy was shooting at me and I, I just, I was sinking to the bottom. I of remember the lake. hearing about this dream a long time ago. I, I think was told sinking me about to this. the bottom of the lake. And once I got to the bottom of the lake, my like, my bird's eye view came out and I was just like looking at my dead self. Like it's done. That's it's over. whack. Yeah. Have you ever died in your dream? I do. Every time I die in my dream, I feel like I either the next thing I remember is being in another dream or everything just goes black. Okay. Like I remember I was falling one time and I hit the ground Mm. and I did die in my dream. But I think I might have woken up after that happened. And the other thing I wanted to bring up was I have never had a reoccurring dream. Hmm. I've never experienced like someone's like. I have the same dream over and over. I've never experienced that. You know, in psychology, we talk about reoccurring dreams as messages, like your, or not necessary messages, but um, your subconscious kind of thoughts that are bringing up. Yeah, that are bringing up something from your real life into your dream life. And that's mostly what dreams mean when we talk about dreams in a, like in the psychological standpoint, it's that dreams don't necessarily have a ton of meaning unless they're reoccurring. Okay. Well, I've heard this. Maybe you haven't heard about this, but I um, I kind of went through a phase a while ago um, where I was super into dreams and like analyzing what they meant because since I dream about real life, I am like, hey, what the hell does this mean? I'm so confused mm. that because, um, you know, I, I've never really experienced this, but where people will have sex dreams about like their sibling or their Ugh. dad or something like like that Ugh. and all that make means me throw up on the podcast sorry <laughs> all that means is like it's oh. kind of a sign to holy shit you're fine i know i'm actually that actually made me like low-key <laughs> nauseous it's just uh, it's just a sign to like reconnect that relationship you know like some people might have a sex not- well, some people like might not have a relationship with their dad oh. or like something kind of fell through. Well, maybe and, like, that would make sense because I mean, if somebody doesn't have a relationship with their dad, because that's like the thing, right? Like, I mean, it the, doesn't have the, to be with like 
your parent. It can be literally with anyone. No, I'm just but saying. But it's just I a believe, sign of I like believe it you need to because it's like just a sign to like start mending that relationship or like reconnect. Like something is missing, kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it's weird that you say that. Well, because the the whole like cliche is the girls with father issues. Mm. And they like they end up looking for older guys or guys that will fill that father role. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm not as surprised by that one. Maybe it's just because I don't really have like a ton of relationships that are like that, that are like super lacking. Like even though me and you throughout the years have had our disagreements, like we 100% know that at the end of the day, like like we grew up together. You're going to be my sister. You're going to be here for me whenever I need you type thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And like I feel the same way about mom and dad. So, I mean, maybe I don't necessarily... Like that maybe hasn't occurred to me because I haven't had those feelings. But I could imagine though, for somebody who who has those like has bad relationships with their families, like that could be maybe a a, a kind of dream mm -hmm. that they would experience. All right, we're coming to the end of the podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, uh, rate it, and Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, rate it, and also leave a review. You guys have no idea how much that helps. It helps out so much when we uh, when we get those rates uh, and when we get those reviews. Uh, it definitely uh, helps our ranking. So appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you very much, Lena, for for coming on this segment Thanks of the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace Bye, out. Bye, guys.